You right? still think you can get better. Just let it go, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. No, no, no. This is for my children. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, they don't have that's to different. live like yeah. me. I wouldn't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it if it was just, you know, us chickens here. No. Yeah. There's no way I would do that. But if my kids want to mess with it, that's fine. But my kids are equally inept athletically as I am. So if I put that you're out not there, inept athletically though no you're not no I, power that's, that's, bro that's what's so that's what's so that, confusing that's, about this is that a, a you are not like athletically clueless and b and i say this with love and a, some degree of admiration you are very comfortable doing things you're not good at like you yeah. are not like i can only do things if i am awesome at them but basketball is like no. You're just you're just like absolutely it's, not it, it combines every element of everything I am terrible at. You know how COVID was like designed to destroy the Disney Corporation because it like <laughs> fucked with movies, theme parks, yeah. you know, everything that they were yeah. good at, right? Yeah, but then they put Frozen that, on Disney Plus. Then they put Frozen on Disney Plus, baby. <laughs> snap, snap. Bob Iger's back. Um, no, that's what basketball is. Basketball is a combination okay. of all of the things. Because um, you know what? Basketball would be cool with me if I could just fucking deck somebody, but you can't actually just Th- that's use true. your superior there mass is, and fucking is, tear into somebody. You there can't. Is that's almost a foul. No, there's almost nothing you can do in basketball where being just just strong, no, will is is enough. You have to be strong and something. Yeah, because in every other sport where my skill ran out, I could just be tough, stupid, or dense. That's right. it. That's right. of no use to you in basketball whatsoever. Right up to a point. Very, you can take, extremely limited. Yeah. Right. You have to be like Stephen Adams. You have to be mm-hmm. like, yes, he's built like an oak, and he's also very good in the low post. That ain't me. It is. It is the place where I am completely useless. Like, well, I'm glad I suggested this as the stretch goal. I feel very good about it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. I do feel a fucking, little challenged be, that I would like to play you one on one to see who is the worst. It would take what if we played to ten? It would take three hours. Right? It would take a long time. A yeah, very long time. I but server. When's the last time you shot a basketball? Uh, it's been a few years. Okay, but like I, I. Oh, it wasn't any better. <laughs> I don't think you're understanding that. Like, the fear that would overtake Spencer would give you such a clear advantage. Mm. Like, mm. even if you're not good, I I can't do a crossover at all. Why would you need to? I can't Why do would anything. You need to. I'm like the. I'm one step above Stanley in the office. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Stanley is my my hooping icon. (laughs) Like, yeah. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, joined as always by Ryan Nanny, Holly Anderson, and on the ones and twos, Michael Server. Jason Kirk is out this week due to uh, WrestleMania Lung. He has WrestleMania Lung, so he will not be joining us for this episode. Sometimes on this show, we like to take your questions. And then sometimes on on this show. Hold on. Yes. Yes. I have two things. Please. Thank God. 
Holly asked me a question last episode that I wasn't happy with my answer to, and I've been, for whatever reason, I've been thinking on it. She was asking me about the experience of having two children, and I gave some sort of, like, tongue-tied, overtired response, but I have a better answer to that question now, which I think will be helpful. People talk about having more than one children. Frequently, what gets invoked is, like, you know, when you go from two to three, if you live in a two-parent household, you've gone from man-to-man or zone or something like that. And I think these are largely the wrong comparisons. And the best way I can explain <clears throat> going from one kid to two kids is uh, it's like those extremely talented chess players who can play multiple matches at once, where they can sort of like stand in a room and say, like, I'm playing five matches of chess at once. The reason I think this is the better metaphor is because while I still have the like base skill set of a chess player from having the first kid, it has nothing to do with the second match that's going on. This new player has different strategy, different approach, different wiles, and so I can't use that much that I've learned from chess match one, which is still happening, which I still have to think about in chess match two. And that's, that's I think, the better way for me to explain what expanding your child uh, army looks like like one of their pawns is actually an action figure and it can yes. go four spaces sideways correct yeah. correct and it's being thrown at my face and what do i do with that i've never seen that move before it kind of reminds me of podcasting with spencer like you're not playing by the same rules so it's almost like you can't even rely upon natural law right as a fallback plan right correct yeah um the second thing Recently, it was April Fool's, a day that I don't care about whatsoever. But I did discover something interesting. Um, grade school kids love April Fool's Day, but they mm-hmm. don't really get it. And I know this because a neighbor, uh, a neighbor kid came over. She's a couple years older than my daughter. And she had dinner with us. And they were talking about April Fool's pranks they wanted to play on another neighbor kid. And they landed, they, they started strong. The first idea the neighbor kid had was, I'm going to put some toothpaste on a marshmallow and give it to him to eat. And I was like, okay, that's like reasonably clever. I see what we're going for. The problem is once they had the affirmation of the toothpaste idea, everything became toothpaste related. It was like, well, let's put toothpaste in his socks. And let's give him a Dorito with toothpaste on it. And it was, it completely lost the plot where it was just like, mm-hmm. no, the camouflage was the good thing about the toothpaste idea, not the toothpaste, but it was too late. So on April Fool's Day, uh, this neighbor came over to my house and handed me a stapled back together thing of veggie crisps and was like, give this to your daughter to eat. And I was like, uh huh. So I opened it up, not that it's that hard to do, because it wasn't factory sealed anymore, mm-hmm. and sure enough, gobs of toothpaste all over yep. these orange and yeah. green strips. Mm-hmm. I think they understand April Fool's pretty well, Ryan. This I mean, they're like doing about as well as the internet is, that's true. I thought you said they didn't get it. <laughs> My boys just think April Fool's is a free opportunity to punch someone in the face while saying a non sequitur. That seems to be most elementary and middle schoolers I understand. Sure. Of April Fools. It's April first. Hey, pizza rolls. Bam. Like right in the face. <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> Go, where's the deception in that? And the answer I got was, Well you didn't know I was gonna hit you, did I? 
That's the joke. That's true. That's true. I am the fool once again. I, it is April and I am the fool covered in toothpaste with a broken nose on America's favorite holiday. Wishing for a Yukon football uniform that won't exist. <laughs> Home field again, teasing, helping us spread the word of the sad dog, Yukon football, running with, dare I say, the full cast inspired logo, Ryan Nanny in particular behind the it's promised, a group effort. It's a team the promised effort. sad dog, which was their April Fool's gag. Wear the sad dog, Yukon. What's yeah. to lose? Yeah. You you put that you put that joke post up and then you won the national title in basketball. So see, see. It's, anyway, those are my two things. Yeah, I did imagine last night though. The only intriguing part about the basketball final in the men's division came in me imagining the Brady Hoke versus Randy Edsel implications of a UConn San Diego State. You guys did real well. You tried hard. I can't do the voice. Spencer, who's the current coach of UConn football? That's Jim Mora Jr. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Oh, buddy. Like my Jim Mora Jr. <laughs> tracker ever goes off. It's lit at all times. He was the one who had uh, Holly, I feel like we'll remember this best. Did he have the the uh, game day segment about living in a haunted house? Did I make that up? Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> Dude, yo, that shit was haunted, though, for real. <laughs> I believe that Sam and Colby need to go in there. Um, it was a, it was a, that was an October game day segment this past season called the haunted Huskies. <laughs> How can we really sell Yukon football as being something that isn't a spectral new Englandy dour, dire kind of cloud strewn environment? Oh, how about we profile the head coach living in a haunted house? <laughs> I take black pepper out of the cabinet and all of a sudden so he's like, oh, <laughs> don't, don't show him the white pepper. That'll really fuck him <laughs> No, <laughs> y'all are, they, y'all need to take it easy on like provoking these ghosts in his house. Like, be careful. <laughs> why challenging them? Don't challenge yeah. them. They're those new England ghosts, man. They're the real scary ones that are like, you know, probably were like framed as witches or some shit like that yeah they got a bone to pick can you, jim mora jr can you frame someone as a witch well if I they mean, that's if they kind of the whole point of the crucible yeah but i, mean, I, if they, but I if guess they if they float or if they sink ryan it's a foolproof system no here's my question though. when you say i framed you for this i assume that that means I set you up as the patsy for a crime that was committed but it to frame someone for witchcraft would mean to me, that means I'm doing the witchcraft, but I'm making you look like the witch. I mean, if I'm cool, I'll frame you for it. Yeah, that's that's how a real one would do it. I mean, Ryan's a lawyer. Yeah. Witchcraft lawyer. This is, again, <laughs> we're only inventing new businesses. If somebody wants to go ahead and take up a fictional franchise that's called, like, Hortense uh, Good Plucker, the witchcraft attorney for only the richest and wealthiest clients of the 1700s, please. We could sell that. Ahead. We could sell that series somewhere. Hulu would buy that. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean that. <laughs> Hulu will buy anything. Hulu, yeah. will buy, Hulu will buy like Boss Baby, like yeah. the like Boss Baby three. And we'll watch it because Hulu Are they is making it? becoming. I, I <laughs> I'm in. Be like, wow, Don Cheadle is great in witchcraft lawyer. 
Hulu's becoming the asynchronous TNT where I'm like, well, shit, let's just see what's on there. They're showing the Pelican Brief again. Awesome. <laughs> They're always showing the Pelican Brief. They're always whatever you want. Hey, why not? It's a banger. <laughs> um, is that is that it, Ryan? Do we address both? Points? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry that you wanted to bring up yeah. because um, sorry I, means you won't do it again. I won't on this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, please don't re, please don't. Uh, interpret that as meaning I am discouraging you. I just, I just wanted to point that out. Again, uh, another another one of my favorite favorite uh, bits of wisdom from your wife. Sometimes on this show we answer your questions, and then sometimes on this show we answer your question. We asked y'all to please give us not questions, but one question. The one question you wanted us to discuss today here in April. Um, and at a time when, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but but not all of it's particularly relevant to, you know, the gist of this this podcast's usual efforts. So we're going to discuss, for the entirety of this episode, one question. And before we get there, we thought we'd like to try and do a little bit of an educational segment. Please tell me that dog noise was audible. Good. Okay, good. Because uh, we get we get a lot of questions, and y'all, we love you. It's 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 spring training time, where we're going to be real with you. We can't use most of them, and we can't use most of them for a number of really specific reasons. So, before we get into the question of the day, we're going to go through a little clinic, and uh, this is this is not to this is not to hate on anybody. This is you're just about to be made an example of. And if you didn't want to be made an example of, you shouldn't have added us. We're either coaching it or we're letting it happen. Yeah. And we're, we've decided to coach. Yeah, yeah. See a problem. See a problem. Solve a problem. So there are there are types of questions in general that are not going to be particularly useful to us on a show. And, uh, you know, so, some of you have, have written to us in the past saying, oh, you never used my question. And... It's not that your questions are bad. It's just that they're not ideally formatted for uh, a podcast that tends to record about an hour after we put the call out for these questions. So uh, first thing you need to know is during most of the year, uh, we record this show on Tuesday afternoons for a drop on Wednesdays. So if you are seeing a call for questions to be answered during the show at like noon on Tuesday... You can pretty well surmise that, hey, something's gone wrong. As in, hey, this week we had a plan and Jason has Epcot lung. And uh, we, are, we are reverting to uh, something that we didn't plan to do today. So if you are asking a Reddit type question for us to set up an entire extended universe off the cuff, that's probably not something we're going to be able to put together in an hour. We love you. But that's probably not something we're going to be able to put together in an hour. Now, I'm going to go through, and I'm going to, I'm going to list a couple of, of, of really specific ones, and, and just nobody, nobody get mad. This is where the tough love comes in. One of these examples is, uh, are you asking us a yes or no question? That's not going to make for a very long episode. Uh, for the people who, uh, we, we have Kyle writing in and asked, has anything that has happened in a wrestling ring ever been funnier than Shane McMahon making his triumphant and unrewanted return at WrestleMania and immediately blowing out his knee doing a basic transition move? That was actually an incredible moment uh, yeah. with Snoop step, stepping in and, and saving the day. But that's a yes or no question. 
and that's not going to make for a very a very lengthy discussion. Uh, also, this is really this is really funny, and this is a better example of one of these. But things that aren't a question, such as Ben, when you uh, write to us and you say the teapot dome scandal, that's not a question. Fascinating. That's probably something that we all have opinions on, and I appreciate that about you. Mm-hmm. But that, that's that's not a question. No. Um, Mel wants to know what kind of knife does Holly prefer to keep on her. The answer is typically a uh, a Benchmade mini griptilian that was given to me as a wedding gift by uh, one of our very own listeners. Uh, it has outlasted the marriage, and it will probably outlast me. I love it. But also, this eliminates the rest of the hosts from discussion. By that same token, if you are uh, if you are writing in, as did reader Zach, and saying, could we get an essential albums of the 1970s list slash discussion? One person on this show was alive during this. And Server actually, probably has some thoughts on that, too, though. See, uh, this, is, this is a kind of a combo move, because this is like a Reddit slash exclusion move. I don't think you or Jason or I would have a lot to contribute to this. I think Cerber and Spencer, if we gave them a week to prep, uh, could could really fly with this kind of thing. But again, this was like 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, I hope these, and also this is this is leaving out the people whose questions is, uh, are how are you? Which, yeah, I can't, which actually, frankly, I can't answer that question yeah. in the span of an hour and a half. Yeah. The, um, the one exception to the rule, and I would like to shout out reader Ben, who says, listen, the other, the other rule, and the, and the rule that, that goes above all of these, is you can, as, as with the disaster episodes, you can break all the rules that we want if you're funny. But you got to make sure you're funny. Ben writing in, not a question. And he's linking to a story. He just, His entire message says, not a question. And he's linking to a story that says, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Officers sees 101 scale models of Neyland Stadium. Uh on Monday in Norfolk. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That That's not a question, but you were wise to bring this to us. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you, what would you say are the like indicators of what are the guideposts to here is a good question. Here's, here uh, is what a good question looks like. We've got a deep, uh, you know, hypotheticals. We love uh, hypotheticals. We love, we always, uh, we, and you guys always love, uh, a good draft episode. Um, the the thing this and now this is a dangerous thing to ask for, but the entire internet, our entire genre of internet, is built on this thing is like that other thing, and yet some of our favorite moments, many of our favorite moments, come out of this thing is like that other thing. So if you have a, this thing is like that other thing that's on your heart. Go ahead, but but make sure make sure it's real good. Um, this show in particular, uh, if you would like to go into uh, American or uh, or especially if Jason's here, world history. Um, you know we love the uh, college football. I guess could also uh, could also be a topic in there. Um, and I know we have an extensive back catalog, but if it's an episode we haven't done five times already, uh, that's that's another good one. Um. We actually had, we actually had like 10 really good questions. Uh, and we said one because we thought that we were only going to get one. 
but I'd kind of like to roll through a couple of these if you guys don't mind, uh, because there are there are a couple great examples of while we're educating the group, there are a couple great examples of hypotheticals, of historical questions, of hey, let's ask about the hosts about their lives questions, and and uh, well, can we can we do this? Can we shout out a couple of them, give them mm-hmm. a little bit of time, but they're yeah. not. Let's agree that these are not the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's okay on the absurdist on the absurdist thing. Uh, this is from Jake. Uh, looking at the cookout menu, what college football coach is a corn dog? <laughs> you can always order it. It's not time dependent. It's a. It's a. It can double up as a. It's the. the can I tell you where this froze me? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I was thinking about okay, this coach is a is a utility player either as an assistant coach or as a head coach because you can order it as the subject of a tray or as a side, but. The fact that you can get two of them as a side is what yeah. tripped me up. Does this have to be a Polini? Does this have to be a Petrino? I think it's, Does this have to be a Stoops? I think it helps. I think you definitely want, you know, like for me, Mark Stoops mm-hmm. is a corn dog because he's underrated. He shape the shape of the body also. Shape, shape is similar. Yeah. I don't think um, he's I don't think he's, he's a side at this sh- point though, is he? No, he's, he's not really. But you can get a main. I mean, you could just get. I've done that. I think he might not. He's also maybe shaped more like a turkey leg. Yeah, like a like a red fair turkey leg. Yeah. Hmm. So, but a corn dog. If, if you're talking about somebody who's a side but almost a main, mm. that to me is you know, kind of. Um, a main. Kind of, if, if 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 it, this is somebody who, if it's um, a main, it's either you've been pressed into that by necessity or you made a bad choice. Hmm. Is, is Brady Hoke a corn dog? I was gonna say, uh, see, and I went with. I was going with a complimentary. No, people like corn dogs, and corn dogs perform useful functions. And as far as I know, a corn dog has never, um, allegedly participated in like the cover up of, uh, of sexual assault or head injuries. Yeah, so we can't do that with mm. Brady Hoke. Mm. Um, I was actually thinking Ruffin McNeil, who succeeded in the two like wildly in who in succeeded in the two wildly different yeah. scenarios of coordinating for Mike Leach mm-hmm. at Texas Tech yeah and then uh, you know becoming the head man for a successful run at ECU and then being unfairly maligned as cart dog, uh, as, uh, as corn dogs often are I like that I also think that in terms of corn dog you can go ahead and plug paul christ in there because paul christ was a good assistant that is a corn dog looking man he's a corn i know this is a man who has deep philosophical similarities to a corn dog and that mm-hmm. he believes in beef with a little bit of dressing he a- also believes that he himself is not the main event yeah and i think if you if you go to cook out looking for a corn dog to be the centerpiece of your tray um you're you're kind of thinking small can I tell you the one other bird? This I don't know if this will uh, if this will appreciate with you guys or not. If he was there long enough, but the first thing I thought of was Kurt Roper. Mm-hmm. I don't know really why that came sure. to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought of Paul Chris because what is batter but the sweatshirt for the meat? Oh. Well. Okay. Anyway. So that that's okay. that's a that's a good question. Yes. Agreed. So that's one. Um, here's another good example from KT of breaking the rules of you're you are asking and these are not rules, these are suggestions, but do you want your question on the show or not? Um, this is a yes or no question, but it's a yes or no question that A has a specific tie into a subject that you know we are interested in, and B is going to start an instant argument. 
and C, is a source of expertise for at least one host, but the others can participate. Is lasagna just an Italian trifle? <laughs> uh, Ryan is Italian and a baker, and Spencer <clears throat> is Garfield, so... I, I, listen, lasagna's disgusting. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, man. No, I can get some ricotta Sorry. from, yeah, I can't I fuck with ricotta, it's a texture thing for me. Yeah, Rica- I ricotta's lasagna. just But lasagna's, I, I would argue that lasagna is only a trifle once you start to eat it, it's very structured in its assembly, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lasagna is in gelatas, is what it is. Yeah. So um, anyway, no, it's not. Yeah, lasagna is not a trifle. But good attempt. Plus, like, imagine anything, anything as flavorful as lasagna coming out of England. Impossible. Uh... Um, I mean, I will, I will give you this. Lasagna is definitely more flavorful in that there are more horrible <laughs> scents and odors coming out of it well, than there are out of trifle. So more flavors is definitely accurate. I think, I think the thing that lasagna and trifle most have in common in, is that, like... Most likely, no matter how well you prep it and serve it, that shit gonna be a mess. This shit gonna be yeah. just a big old mess. Like I get, you know, like like there's a big rivalry between French and Italian cuisine, and the French are like, "Wow, Italian cuisine is inexact," and Italian sometimes puts up a shot like lasagna, and I get it. I get that critique where they're like, "Really? Have you seen what that looks like on a plate, man?" You know, there's a good. Uh, there's a good draft that we could have next year of things that you would want to yell as the basketball shot goes off. <laughs> lasagna, <laughs> lasagna. Oh my god! Increasing. I'm going to go with some. Okay, there. This is this is my question for the show. Mm-hmm. You guys are you guys are calling a basketball game. What what theatrically baroque catchphrase are you screaming out as the ball sails toward the rim? Rural electrification agency. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Froggy Winnicorton <laughs> because it can be a it can be a song or a piece of spoken word. I'm just gonna Froggy do the whole Froggy Winnicorton. I'm just gonna do also, the whole there's a William in there. I'm gonna do the whole William Jennings Bryan Cross of Gold speech. Yes, 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 yes. People will be um, like, get back on defense. You missed. God damn it. <laughs> Stop orating. Sorry, what about you? Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. I, th- I think Just also like that. I think also hollering out Jason Derulo would be really good. <laughs> What's somebody well, see where is the line to where somebody is just far enough removed from the regular public consciousness that it's funny. I'm th- the first thing that came to mind was Chingy. But uh, but Chingy's always on my mind. So, but that that will there is a solid portion of the population that'll just be like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. What if you brought back? We can't talk about those. They're a competitor. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, we have to delete that. Yeah. Bleep it all. Bleep, bleep, it, bleep all. it all. So nobody knows what we were talking about. Hmm. I think if you invoked a horse. That would confuse people. <laughs> like a horse, uh, any horse, or like a famous horse. Uh, either way, either way. Oh, uh, sea biscuit. Yeah, yeah. And by the same token, that basketball actually, has the heart of a 
fucked horse. I take it back. I, as as I unleashed my inevitably mystery, I would yell, Atreyu! <laughs> there, hey, listen, there's invoking a horse and there's... Yeah. What if you just shout out the name of an unspectacular NBA player? Yeah, sure. John well, we- Salmons. <laughs> Who's the who is the guy who played for Utah and had male pattern baldness? I'm trying um, to remember. Horn, this Jeff Hornacek. No, Joe Ingles. That's what I would shout out. Oh, I shout out Joe Ingles. <laughs> Joe, Joe Ingles can shoot. Joe Ingles <laughs> can shoot can a little shoot. bit. That's why you should shout out his name. You shoot gotta out. pick somebody. You gotta be like Popeye Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Skiles. Just shouting Skiles. Scott Skiles. That's right. Skiles makes fights. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn. <laughs> All right, sorry, but that wasn't the question either, yeah. Here's another one from uh, M. Patterson, which is a yes or no question. However, it is designed to provoke an argument, and it is also very topical uh, and very timely. And something, uh, this is is just a great question because I'm not sure it's something that any of us have ever considered despite uh, despite the confluence of subject matter here. This is kind of remarkable. Is Jim Nance the greatest Houston Cougar? All right, time to open Wikipedia. Yeah, you know, I... you do, you because uh, when you think about uh, schools you associate Jim Nance with, it's never his alma mater, is it? No. Um, let's let's put athletics to the side here, and let's say non on the court or field pot- uh, options. If that's acceptable okay. to everybody, um, Dennis Quaid, Kenny Rogers, are Kenny Rogers went options. to Houston. What? That's that's what Wikipedia is telling me. Um, Chameleonaire. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, class Ooh. of 1958. Dennis Quaid, class Holy of 1974. Shit. Randy Quaid, class of 1971, will not be picking. Move him. over. He is, he is one of the choices. Randy Quaid graduated? That's according to this, yes. Incredible. Big Lizzo. Uh, yeah. Fa- uh, Lizzo, Big Mo? Lizzo didn't Fat graduate, Tony? but did go there. Um, this Brent just Spiner? shows you is bullshit, because Randy Quaid went through and Lizzo didn't. And so between Randy Master, Quaid and says... Brent Spiner, we're like getting a lot of the cast of Independence Day on Ooh, this. Ooh, Towns fans. Yeah. Master P yep. attended. Paul did Wall? Not graduate. Paul Wall graduated? Paul Wall graduated? Holy according well, to, this, according this, to Wikipedia. This competition's Please over. Please tell me Paul Wall was like a sociology major or something. Like anthropology. Pre-med. What? No, I, just made, I just made that up. <laughs> I, I would have believed you without question. <laughs> I did believe you without question. Robert Wall? Arliss went to Houston? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My answer to this initially is file not found because there's too many. Like, how do you pick a favorite star in the heavens? Right. Right? Right. I think, I will say, I think Jim Nance is, is hanging in there reasonably well. Mm. Um, listen, this is not a joke. But he's mostly a surprise factor. Like, his hanging in is mostly a function of surprise, I would argue. There is a uh, government service employee... Named Holly Ham, who graduated from Houston in 1994. Hey, with just two M's. That, just thought that, uh, just with one M. H-A-M. That's all. That's even better. Yeah. 
Um, but, 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 the politics side of this, I'm just going to just scroll no. through. Nope, wait, uh, wait, 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 hold on, yeah. hold on. Elizabeth Warren went to Houston? That can't be right. Ho- she did. I mean, Elizabeth Warren Texas. got her bachelor's Holy at the University shit. of Houston. Yeah. I mean, she's from what? she's from Texas. That checks out. Yeah. I I love this. That's a thing that she should have played up a lot more uh, aggressively. A, yeah. Right. Why frankly. is she not? Why is she not up there with UGK? You gotta run on that. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren riding on slabs. Uh, we got some um, astronauts. Dude, you got Lee Le- Lee Labrada. God damn! Why didn't you just lead with that one? Swole mm-hmm. icon Lee Labrada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this is a thir- this is a thoroughly interesting one because it opens up the cornucopia of fascinating people who attended and or graduated from the University of Houston. Also, anything that just makes us open up and read the internet aloud during the show. Yeah, one hundred percent banger. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think I can say he's number one, but he's probably top five. I'm. I think that's. I'm open. He's to that top five. You know. I, I think in terms of recognition, I don't know if you saw his sign off, where he said, "Thank you for being my friend." I was overjoyed that the preview video that CBS Sports <laughs> tweeted out for that was a wing ad. So it was like Jim Nance's, like says, "Thank you for being my friend," and there's just this image of barbecue sauce being poured across wings. <laughs> See, he did go to Houston. Thank you for reminding me to find and tweet out Cat Lab's Masters Hype video. Yeah. It is that uh, time. Arnold does have an honorary degree from Houston, which oh, I think nice. is worth oh. throwing his name in the ring. That's, Claim that's him. That's fine. Hmm. Holly Ham. Holly Ham. I love it. Here's a question from Roto Tudor. Okay, now is we're this getting the, into is the, this the question or still not at the question? We're into like we're into like the top five at this okay. point. Okay, gotcha. These are these are I think these are I think all good examples and all teaching moments. Um, if you could go back and give one piece of advice to one of your co-hosts at age sixteen, what would it be, and how likely are they to ignore it? I hate these fucking questions because uh, I have see, no. This ad- is fine. It, I have, don't all have to love everything. I have no advice to give anybody at any point in their lives. Okay, none. That's not Never true. Mind. Sorry, that's Ken, I did not, not mean true. To, uh, I did not mean to set reader Ken up like this. Uh, this is. Uh, it does raise an. It does raise. I think here's here's why I like this question. I can't engage with it, but it can lead to I think a uh, mutation of this question, which is of the four of us. Nah, fuck it. Of the five of us, Cerber, I want you to answer this as well. Mm. Who do we think is the most and least like their 16-year-old self? At the, who has changed the most and the least Ooh. from when they were 16? And Because obviously none of us have any direct experience with one another at that age, mm-hmm. or really even that close to it, to, mm-hmm. to have any real insight here. But like... I feel like Spencer is probably very different now than he was as a 16-year-old. Yeah. He would probably be my most different pick. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Jason is also probably pretty different from and he's Jason talked about has, this has, a lot. Yeah, Jason has written about the uh his his changes in that. I think I'm yeah. probably pretty similar to myself at 16. I think I was pretty fully formed. And demented at that point. I think Sir, if you still one one yeah. test for this is if you have a lot of friends from when you were sixteen. Yep. Yeah. Check. That's probably the case. And if you have none, uh, then that's 
that's the other way. Interesting. Okay. Server, how how uh, compare yourself to sixteen year old you? How different are we talking? I was gonna say I was pretty fucked up by sixteen already, judging by uh, trauma not affecting me later on. But then okay. Spencer made me okay. think I don't have any of the same friends, so maybe I am really different. Yeah, I knew my wife in high school, but that's pretty much she's the only. <laughs> I didn't know the only you knew one your I wife still talk long. To. Huh? I didn't know you knew your wife that long. Yeah, uh, when are you she guys was like a, middle school sweethearts? We met in well, no, we didn't start dating till after high school, but we met in theater class when she was a freshman and I was a junior. Wow, mm. theater one, Mr. Whitaker's class. <laughs> what was what was the performance of the uh, the main performance? Oh, there? we did improv every day. Okay, <laughs> uh, that, we watched. That, that, we that watched a teacher who has got shit figured out. We yeah. watched. We watched Amadeus once and had to do oh, a brief God. test on it because we got in trouble. Yeah. Um, and when we got in trouble, he would make us watch a movie and take a test on it. Otherwise, we just did improv every day. Theater I also watched Amadeus for punishment in school. Yeah. For my final exam, powder. I will powder. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Sure. That's a good. That would be another good question. What is the most TV cart wheeling in rainy day uh, movie? Powders has got to be up. Yeah, there. that Glory. one's bad. We we watch Glory a lot. I do want to be like clear. more than once. Oh yeah, yeah. I I want to be clear that Amadeus was supposed to be punishment, but I love that movie. Amadeus, I, I movie. was delighted. Yeah, yeah. Amadeus of especially of school movies you can watch. Like Amadeus is a perfectly fine choice. Oh yeah, and the 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 guy that plays Mozart went to School of the Arts here in Winston Salem too. Did so he? I always thought that was awesome. Amadeus terrifies me, but I think that's because I saw it in the fifth grade. Yeah, it's, watched, pretty, it's got some scenes in it. <laughs> we had a teacher wheel out. Uh, we had a teacher wheel out Commando once that went over real well. Ooh. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. No, wait, wait no, were you totally in school? In Ten- you were either in public school in Tennessee or in Florida. I Dude, this is Tennessee, and it was gym. <laughs> my, my gym teacher. My gym teacher was like, "Yeah, man, this movie kicks ass." Let's just oh, put yeah, it on. <laughs> No fucking explanation. It's like Coach Walker's got a hangover. It's time to watch Commando. It's it's a family movie. He's trying to find his daughter. <laughs> See, positive role models. Also, aspirations of physical fitness. Have you seen the kind of things he does? You can only perform the kind of tasks John Matrix performs in that movie if you are in peak physical condition. You Kids. are never too young to appreciate a good Dan Hedaya. That's right. Dan Hedaya does amazing multicultural accent work in that movie. I'm not even sure what continent he's supposed to be from. South. Somewhere south. Uh, somewhere, yeah. Uh, is it? Global south somewhere, yeah. Italy's not the global south. <laughs> Parts of Italy are functionally the global south. He Sicily works, is the global uh, he, south. He's working the accent that you get automatically get when you put from on a, like, safaris, yes. a safari suit. That's it. When you put on a safari suit and an ascot, that's just the accent you start speaking with. They don't have the internet in Sicily. It's fine. <laughs> How dare you, a soon-to-be-naturalized Italian citizen, <laughs> say these things, Ryan Nanny? Listen, in three years in when three the Detroit years Detroit, hear about this, you're be <laughs> I can't believe you watched Commando in school. Dude, it was sick. Oh, my God. Honestly, that was the most I learned in any Tennessee classroom during my time. Ryan, now is the there. time where you ask Spencer when the last time he watched Commando was. <laughs> I know, I know, it's in the last week, and this is also really making me rethink how much Spencer has changed since he was sixteen. <laughs> no, sixteen-year-old me would like, have gone. 
No, 16-year-old me would have gone, that was bad and wrong, and the world oh, should be better. Now I'm okay. like, kick ass. I got to watch Commando. <laughs> oh, You've you become the gym teacher you once feared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was once a warning is now an example. All right. Great. Um, here's one that feels... Uh, Here's one that feels like it could be its its own show from uh, longtime friend James Tyler. If you could have fun and enjoy a second career as a wheeling, dealing, NIL mega booster, which school are you setting up shop at and which sport are you pouring money into? Mm, I want my money to make impact beyond like I want a sport that's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. So I want my NIL money to make an impact larger than its actual sort of market value might be in football. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to take, uh, I'll go to Florida. I'm just going to be partisan here. I'll take that layup. And especially because apparently at Florida, you can offer whatever you want and start a collective and do whatever you care to do without anyone having anything to do with it. We're doing women's basketball. That's what we're going to do. I, I like, let's get in. Let's get some actual quality NIL deals and uh, let's start winning. The history of women's basketball at Florida is not good. No, it's not good. You're going to have a really hard time doing that once I am already camped in Knoxville doing the exact same thing. (laughs) Um, You're right, though. You know what? I'll I'll take a different answer. Uh, I will take a different answer. All right. Um, Because that was was also going to be – I was also going to go the the basic bitch route and say I am just going home uh, and I am going to lavish – lavish the lady vols with all of the lambos and uh whatever else uh, put a, put a spa in there do something but i think what i would actually like to do is one of the one of the things i'm most interested to see develop as the sec becomes this 16 team super league is what kind of what kind of uh hellaciously dominant conference we get in sports that are not football. I'm speaking here specifically of mainly softball and baseball, but also women's gymnastics. Ooh, yeah. Um I'm I'm very excited to see uh to see the Oklahoma gymnastics program added to the SEC's already robust portfolio of teams. Uh Tennessee doesn't have one. At the time and uh, at the moment, and Tennessee also has a uh, beloved by me, uh, still in its club stage hockey program. Um, and I think I believe I would I would divide my time between establishing a women's gymnastics program at Tennessee and uh, bolstering the uh, the hockey program into into being a real life a real life power play. I was also thinking hockey. In this case, I was going to pick UCF hockey, mostly because it will make yes. the traditional hockey powers fucking furious when UCF is running circles around them, skating circles around them, I should say. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm also tempted to go with an alma mater, although not Florida. I would like NYU to become, become the premier sports fishing program in college. Ryan, can I, can I offer one other suggestion? Yeah. You could also finally settle the question of New York's college football team <laughs> if you made it yeah. the NYU Fighting Violets. I could, I could. I really don't want them to have football because what if you what if you only made a women's pro- football program? That could be that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, 
I would. I I think it would also be uh, fun just because who will do anything about it to be a Cal NIL super booster of any kind because oh, like yeah. what a what a what a perverse and lonely existence that would be at mm. this juncture. Just be like, I'm the one person who thinks we should spend millions of dollars on Cal men's basketball. Be like, really? Cal doesn't even think that. I'm pretty sure. You could, you know, like think of all the things though that you could get away with. Yeah. Because nobody's paying attention to Cal. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I like this. Um, Cerber, what about you? Oh, we caught him eating. Thanks, Stephen Hartzell. Caught him on his bagel, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen Hartzell. No one's supposed oh, sorry, to be able I'm sorry, to hear I wasn't me. looking at the. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking at the. I'm screen. just messing um, with you. Okay, these. Uh, we're down to the final four, which is a term of my own devising. These are a a combination of history, pop culture, uh, video games, and just sheer absurdity, which I I think are, I think are four of our strongest categories. Uh. They all require a little bit more thought, but I think we have time to put into them today, but I wanted to honor them. So I'm going to I'm going to take them in in order of how fast I think we can get them done. Uh, this is from Jordan S. We've added Mario Kart item boxes to real life. They are found on sidewalks. Which item is the most useful? I personally am a big fan of the lightning bolt that makes everyone around you tiny. Okay, so we're not just making this has to be an existing item we can't just put things in the box right that believe, that, that's an impossible question asking, yeah i believe he is asking for which mario kart item would be the most useful as a real life tool okay if left in although a, yours is funny so i like triple bananas like i'd like to just sort of have like a little <laughs> spinning halo of bananas around mm-hmm. me like that but that like, could like also don't at me yeah, like if somebody got too close to me, they'd 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 like get spun out by one of my bananas. I do like that. Leave me alone in Target. This um, is my aisle. You come down and after I'm done. I mm-hmm. have also openly fantasized in the past about just being able to shoot ink at people. And yeah. by in the past, I mean how long ago was this? Like a couple of hours. Was this this morning? Yeah. yeah. About how I just wish I could shoot bursts of ink at just out of my. It, it doesn't really matter where. Uh, but out of, out of a readily available orifice. So the, the squid might be useful. That's like a pocket squid. I want that plant that just the, the that comes out and starts like eating everything around the you. The fire flower plant, yeah. Yeah, the fire flower plant. I think that'd be a delight. Yeah. If you can't be if you can't do the star, you do the fire flower plant because then it's just this gigantic Audrey two beating up everything around you mm-hmm. for you. How comforting. I do like that. It's like a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bodyguard. This huge carnivorous plant that lives in my car. Weird remake, <laughs> but tender all the same. Ten- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to narrow this down just a little bit and say we don't have to have four because this would this would actually be an entirely... Uh, this could be an entire episode and it would be a great one, but Beast Squirrel asks, which vice pre- which four vice presidents, I'm just going to admit this to lot. any vice presidents, would you bring with you for a bank heist? VPs? Hmm? Nixon? Nixon? Nixon was Nixon. Uh, Nixon was my first choice. Dan Quayle, 
is going to be up there for me because he's got Dan Quayle has what I believe is a gray man face. Mm-hmm. Like he can, you could never identify him in a lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Al Gore for his uh, supreme knowledge of lockboxes. That's true. <laughs> also, he, he and, hacked things for me. And Henry Wallace, just because I want to hang. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also take uh, who was vice president for a time. Uh, Lyndon Johnson actually would be my first pick. Yeah, you need you need that kind of dick swinging energy, the literal dick swinging energy. Yeah, I'm gonna need a stick man. So Aaron Burr, he's the only guy I know who's got that pow pow mm. working. Not Dick Cheney. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dick Cheney didn't no, kill Dick a Cheney, guy. Dick Cheney's unreliable. That was yeah. only because of the ammunition. Man. Yeah, Dick Cheney might remember. He might enter one conflict and immediately divert to another. I need him to stay focused. I was going to say, Dick Cheney didn't kill a guy will be news to many Iraqis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen, this is a hands-on job. We don't, we don't subcontract it. The only, the only VP I know for a fact who pulled that trigger in a time of crisis was Aaron Burr. Okay. And he is one for one in that. So I know he's the only guy with the resume to pull this off. So I'm taking Aaron Burr uh, and I'm going to take Richard Nixon and then we're going to take your money. Fair enough. Oh, um, this is all right. Final, final. This is our this is our championship matchup. Um, we're going to go with the historical question first. This is from Team Radar Love. How would you cast a reboot of Hunt for Red October with figures from the college football and college football adjacent universe? Mascots are also in play. The reason I wanted to do this is I wanted that moment where Jonesy looks up from the radar and turns to the screen, only it's Louisville's mascot with his mouth full of terrifying human bird teeth. That was the first thing I... That, that, that is my sole contribution to this casting because it's all I could think about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So anyway, who's our, who's our Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. It has to be a mascot. Mm. Who's in that? He's uh, the... Mascots are in play. Mascots are in play? It's yeah, much... it doesn't have to just be. It's much funnier if the only one who remains, right? So if Connery is yeah. Connery. Um, if we have... Also, I can move... I, I don't want to eject Courtney B. Vance from the movie. I could move him elsewhere. You know, he could... Uh... He could have James Earl Jones part since we're like bumping up the generations. All right, well, who's he could book? be the admiral now? Fred Thompson is played by Sweetums. That's it. Yes. Absolutely Fred correct. Thompson. Yeah. Uh, who's, our, who's, our, who's our Sam Neill? Man, Scooter, Scooter. That's who plays Sam Neill. <laughs> okay. Also, who's, okay. Here's a here's a real tricky one. Given that we're going college football, who's Tim Curry? Uh, Tim Curry. Who, who can pull off? You will receive the order of Lennon for this. Oh, um, Paul Rhodes. Paul, Paul Rhodes yep. has that sort of like doomed. I'm so excitement. proud of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who can pull off Stellan Skarsgård as the uh, sweaty, disturbed, uh, the sweaty Purdue smoking Purdue, Purdue Pete? I was gonna Purdue. say Gary Patterson. Yeah. Gary Patterson's a good one. Lane Kiffin? Oh, it killed us. Oh. No, Lane Kiffin's Lane, Lane Kiffin's yeah. one of the Russians uh top side who are like, Captain's scared him out of the water. Like that's Lane. <laughs> no, 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 that's Pat Narduzzi. 
Pat Narduzzi would never participate in this kind of collective action. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Who's Scott Glenn? This is an important one. This might have to be. It might have to be Mark Richt. It might have to be somebody we actually like, and there aren't that many of those. I don't know. So it has to be some guy who, uh, some guy who's like mean and thin. He's like kinda. world weary. Yeah. Yeah, world weary, yeah. mean, kind of thin. Dude, is this, is this, is this Brent Venables? <laughs> no, this is Saban, man. Saban would be the best Scott Glenn. It is, yeah, you know? you're right. You can hear right. him in that West Virginia well, accent going, yeah, I might be sending yeah. Dimensions Unplaymate of the Month. Yeah. For all well, I my yeah. Morse is rusty. So. Yeah, that's no <laughs> My Morse is yeah. rusty, so quit asking. A lot yeah. of, most most of Scott Glenn's, like, delivery in that is very Nick Saban giving a halftime interview. <laughs> also, nerd glasses. Remember, they yeah. both have the, like, nerd glasses, right. and right. Saban had those at one point. Right, right, right. Yeah, I I love that bit of casting. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's strong. All right, are we ready for the final? Yes. All right, this week's winner of the one reader question we are answering is from Grant at It's Grantastic. And I just love this. It's pure chaos. If you had the power to remove one cubic meter of matter from the planet Earth, what would you remove to cause the most chaos? And I'm not going to say specify whether this is good chaos or bad chaos. I will leave that to your heart. One cubic foot. You can remove one cubic meter of matter from planet Earth. What do you remove? Wow. Okay. I mean, do you take out the do you take out the core of 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 a Wall Street server and forgive all of our student loans? Is this a quiet? Those are those are things a, that have backups, though. So yeah, I'm thinking. Is this a quiet assassination question? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess a heart yeah. a heart is a lot less than a cubic meter. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But you gotta um, get the rest. You want to get the rest of the chest cavity just to be sure. Yeah, in the head. Yeah. I'm gonna say as much of the Statue of Liberty's face as possible. Ooh. Like if 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 a big yeah. chunk, if not all of the Statue of Liberty's face was just fucking gone, people would freak the fuck out in every pot. Like that would cause. Because I was trying to think like what at the United Nations, but there's not necessarily a thing. Right, you're thinking like a work. villain on the tick. Yes, you're thinking 100%. like Yes, yes, a hundred percent. But if you just showed up and if you woke up and they were like, the Statue of Liberty's face is fucking missing. Like Carmen San Diego stole it or some shit, people would lose their minds. In and I'll admit this is the bad chaos version of the of the answer, but I can't think of anything that would really like drive people quite as crazy as that. By that same token, what if what if we went to Mount Rushmore? Mm-hmm. What if we went to Mount Rushmore? And we took, like, George Washington's nose, which I think is probably significantly more than a meter, maybe one of his eyes, and we hollow it out. How long do you think it would be for people to notice, though? Well, that's the thing. They're going to notice pretty fast because what I would like to do in there is put a Stuckey's inside Mount Rushmore up up top. So you want to replace you want oh, to replace a, yeah. I want to replace George Washington's uh right, let's see his, his left our right if you're looking at the eyes uh from straight on on Mount Rushmore with the ability to buy a roadside pecan log. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. This is very difficult. 
it's not chaotic, but um, it, it's well. First of all, it's chaotic because his eye is gone. But then, job creation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was trying to think of something that can cause an immense amount of chaos, right? But not in I the mean, way. A religious icon would probably. <laughs> oh, if you uh, what's uh, what's it called? The Kaaba, the cube in Mecca. Yo, no, yeah, yeah, yeah no. you can't what fuck with. You, don't do that. Like a, it's a bad what if you plan. Like a, a giant heart-shaped hole in the middle of the the Christ statue in Brazil. Disturbing. Yeah. 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 Disturbing, but honestly, like, honestly, is that going to like really sort of make a difference? Is that really like mm. it, it? Just might be like I don't know. Something it won't not- cause. It won't cause a lot of chaos. I think I'm being too whimsical. Yours is good to if, if it's Fast and Furious promo. That's for yeah. sure. I I have Thank one. If, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Just because I'm I don't have any money in the game, but there's a long-standing bet. I'm taking out <gasps> one of the, the foundation pieces <laughs> of Cape yes. Hatteras just to see how that how that goes down between Felder and Hartzell. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's I would be on the wrong side of this be fair because i have argued for its existence well past the date no but the joke would be worth it yeah totally be worth it but also if you took a cubic foot out and it still stood you would feel more confident than ever i would also probably talk to hartzell ahead of time and see if he's willing you know to lend a bribe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a sure thing Mm -hmm. yep and he would too Mm -hmm, i think he would it's all about the low effort dubs like uh, give me uh, to help me and listener like how big are we thinking a cubic foot is like what is something we can cubic meter guys sorry a cubic meter what is is like fairly large right so like what is something i can compare one meter wide one meter so three by three by three basically right like uh yeah if you're talking you're looking at like half a refrigerator box okay okay right half a refrigerator box cut in half long ways right okay yep yeah okay <laughs> i am going to i think i have my bet i'm just gonna delete the crown jewels oh yes like the the, yeah. the cases that are there but they're just gone just gone yeah just just gone or the cases are gone too no 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 yeah just whatever do you want to take like a minecraft cube worth of matter involving the crown jewels if it has to be the crown mm-hmm. go ahead just delete it delete it because i don't want to hurt anybody you know you could be like well i want to take this cornerstone of a you know important building and just mm. fuck the world like yeah or you know everything that i want to destroy about uh, everything that i would like to destroy about late stage capitalism you can't do with the square meter right but you know what i could do that'll keep people busy for like years years i can just delete this one minecraft shaped cube of the crown jewels and it will keep so many of the right people busy for the wrong reasons for so long mm-hmm. so that would be my one extremely entertaining like bloop, just just take it it is hard to like fully destabilize things with this much though right yeah, like, i mean somebody think- has a somebody has a real clever answer out there somebody has like the answer like oh i know the most important supercomputer in the world you that should if call I our you should call in our to our voicemail line 704 soulcast that's s-o-l-c-a-s-t hail to ra the sun god uh and let us know is the doomsday clock like an actual physical thing like that there's just one of yes, like if you disappeared but if you disappeared it would that cause enough panic that they'd be like well we would advance the doomsday clock but we can't find it 
Oh, that is delightful. That would be a good joke. Oh, wait, 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 wait. My yes, answer Betty. is my answer is the Constitution of the United States. Of yes! oh! <laughs> National Treasure Ryan Nanny yes! in at the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now for for a bonus round, mm-hmm. who would you frame as having stolen it to take the heat off yourself? Wow. For again, maximum giggles. <sighs> Does it have to be believable, or I can just frame whoever I want? It does not have to be believable at all. John Gruden. (laughs) His name's always coming up. Because I I think people would be like, yeah, we haven't heard much from him lately. That's a good... Nobody was keeping an eye on Gruden. I bet you didn't do it. It's just just sitting there in a strip mall in Tampa. His wife has property nearby. I bet he got his strong son to punch a hole in the wall and he stole the Constitution. Fuck it up, deuce. (laughs) 